Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. So glad that you've joined us here on the show tonight. I'm Jeff, director of HopeNet360, and Dave, the man's man, my co-host. How you doing, man? Um, good. I, I don't know what that means, but thanks, man. I feel better already. Well, that's good. That's my that's my whole goal that's right. on this show, is just to make you feel better. That's right. You're just so manly. Thank you. You know, I'm glad you say that because really my wife sometimes looks at me and wonders, I think, because most of the time, do, do you know that I got grounded? I got grounded. You got grounded. I got grounded by my wife. <laughs> what did you do to get grounded? Well, I, we were out cross-country skiing and I fell on my pole and just and I couldn't breathe because my ribs were like broken. <laughs> and so I'm laying on the ground and, and uh, we were, you know, we're going to go do some other downhill skiing and she wants me to go with her so she told me no more no more skiing until we go to this other place and ski because I want you to actually be able to get on the lift and come down the hill so so I got grounded and my daughter came up to me she wanted to ski with me and told her sorry I'm grounded she found that very <laughs> she found that pretty funny but she went out with my wife instead so here I nice. am looking out the window like a little kid wishing I could go outside and play but I couldn't so uh, I don't know what this man's man is, but I, I think this man just got grounded, so I'm not sure if that fits. <laughs> also with us on the show this week, Jason, program director at Silver Birch Ranch. Yeah, it's always good to be on the show with you guys. I have a lot of fun, and uh, it's great. I don't know if I'm as manly as Dave, but... Uh, oh, you are? Because you could wear a kilt. I've been told my voice sounds like Tom Cruise, yeah. so that might make me yeah. manly. Yeah, but any guy that can wear a kilt has to be manly man. This is true. Yeah. This and is he, true. As long as you don't look up my kilt. Yeah, I know, man. That's no good. <laughs> it's illegal. Thank you. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll have to ground you. Yeah. <laughs> also joining us, Mike, youth pastor at Graceway Fellowship. Hey, it's good to be on. I'm uh, getting excited. Uh, we're at one week in county till brackets come out for March Madness. So I'm getting ready to uh, get my bracket all filled out. Excited. I'm a big Penn State fan. Uh, we're not going to be in the tournament, so I don't have to worry about that. But um, Who is? Who Who's going to win? I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull for the Badgers this year. they got a great team, and I'm looking to see where they get placed and who they're going against and looking forward to that. So, Well, can, can we hope not officially root for the Badgers then? That could be our team. I'm up for it. you got to. Right. I mean, there's no other option. All right, then we'll do it. I could be I could be bad friends to some of my friends and be like, and let's root for every team that goes against Duke, but I might get some tweets from that, so we won't say that. <laughs> nice. I'll do it. I'll, I'll root against Duke. <laughs> All right, and we got Jordan, youth pastor over at Heartland Church, joining us on the show. Jordan, welcome. Hey, it's great to be back. Sweet. How have things been going for you? Things are going great. Really getting to know the community better, and it's almost been a year since I finally moved up here from the Burbs of Chicago. Been a good time. Good deal. Well, today, if you're tuning in and you're like, what is this? And you haven't set your clocks ahead. It's daylight savings officially. So I think spring is in the air. And you know what else is in the air when spring starts to come? Prom. It's that four-letter word that either you get so excited about or it's like nails on a chalkboard, right? I mean, 
I don't know if you guys have been to prom, but I remember for me in high school, uh, prom was a big deal for a lot of my friends, for a lot of people. And people got weird around prom. It was kind of like awkward because you were like trying to get a date and people were trying to get dates around you. And it was almost like competition. Did they dress like Mar- Mardi Gras or something? I don't know. Sometimes they did like no. Spirit Week stuff, I think. Yeah, they like did crazy, that at prom. I don't know. Yeah, they get all right before the week before, I think. Something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, tonight, this conversation, it might be a little bit uncomfortable for some people because when you talk about prom and you start kind of looking at it, it can be, it can be kind of uncomfortable because we're not everybody wants to go to prom. Not every parent wants their child to go to prom and kind of vice versa. Some parents want their child to go to prom and they don't want to go to prom because it's awkward. And these, this conversation especially, I just want to encourage you. Number one, we've got a couple of different goals here on this conversation tonight. And I want to just be upfront about it because it can be touchy. Our goal tonight is to encourage conversation between parents and teens about important stuff. And it's important that we address the people that think, well, we're just not going to talk about it. Christians differ on school dances in public school. Parents, we believe, reserve the right to allow or disallow their child to participate. And many parents really just don't care today, though. And so that's why we're bringing this up, talking about prom. Uh, Secondly, we're really glad that there are parents and teachers that invest time and money in fun, safe activities for teens. And hopefully by talking about prom before prom helps make it a more fun, more safe experience for everyone. And thirdly, you might be a Christian that believes that other Christians should never go to prom, ever. And that's valid. And actually, on this show, we're going to disagree a little bit, which is cool. It's fine. It it makes for great conversation. We do believe that conversations save lives. And we believe it's important to talk to the prom crowd tonight. So if you're going to prom, tune in, listen to the show, listen all the way through, go back and catch the podcast later, because it's one of those where I think there are going to be differing views, and we just want to help you process through it. I think that's really the ultimate goal, guys. And so I'm glad you guys are here and, and willing to have this awkward conversation conversation because it can kind of get tense a little bit. Join us on the tweet back tonight. We're on Twitter. What are you looking most forward to about prom? And if you've graduated, you're an adult, you're a young adult, what would you change about your prom night? We want to know. Use the hashtag HNRTB. And uh, you can also share your story. You can send us an email if you want to be a little bit more anonymous. Send it to hope at hopenet360.com. So, guys, uh, what are your thoughts initially here as we're talking about prom tonight? You know, I think it's an expensive venture. As I run a, a ministry where kids come up like the summer camp and that kind of thing, there's a lot of times where kids will come and say, I can't afford camp. And, and I'll just ask them one question. Did you go to prom? Yes. How much did you spend on that? It, whoa. You know, it's amazing how much they spend. And I don't know what the average, do you know, Jeff, what the average is that's spent on prom? I I don't really know what the average is. I know that the kids that I talk to have spent, um, you know, it's not unusual to spend a thousand dollars or more. Yeah. I don't don't think. It's somewhere about a thousand in the Midwest, like Wisconsin. It's probably close to like eight, eight fifty, depending on what you do and all the things that you do. I know for me, I, I didn't want to spend that kind of money. I don't think I even got close to that. Um, Just rented a suit and, and. Went to a reasonable dinner, like $25 to spend on a dinner, but it wasn't like, I mean, I didn't do the whole limo thing. I don't know. What about you guys? My car was cheaper than that price. (laughs) (laughs) My first car. I got it at 17 I got my suit from Kohl's on the discount rack for $40. All right. True confessions, man. You know, I do a lot. I go go and speak a lot, and there's formal occasions I go to. I I still don't have a suit. I have a black sport jacket and black pants that make me look very formal. Mm. Nice. I I think it cost me like 35 bucks for the whole outfit, and that's what I wear to very formal occasions. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Nobody's going to invite me now. Between my wife and I on our wedding day, between her dress and my tux, I don't think we spent more than... $1,000. 
you know, four hundred dollars. Wow. Wow. And that was a wedding dress. And by the way, you looked marvelous. I mean, I'm telling you, you looked marvelous. Thank you. Yeah. I feel very manly yeah. because of that. Yeah, I was really <laughs> speaking more of your wife, but oh, right. it's okay. okay. She, looked, she looked more marvelous than you, by the way. Yeah, she did a great job. Yeah. She did the research and found her dress online for a lot cheaper, so I was, yeah. I was excited. I found a survey online, too, about some different trends, some different statistics about prom. And one of the concerning things that I think we're going to talk more about in the show as we go on tonight, there's an average amount of a prom dress of $195. I think that's actually really low. Uh, but then your prom ticket, 75 bucks, and the average cost of a prom limousine for four hours is almost $500. And so adding all those things up, plus the things that, you know, some people, some parents get really concerned about, you know, kids that are out driving. And, you know, let's just face it, there's not always great things that go on, whether at prom or after prom. And the percent of girls who have sex on prom night, 14%. It's a big enough number for me. But not only that, but the percent of students who drank more than four drinks on prom night. And this is a survey of almost almost 13,000 students, almost 13,000 teenagers. 53% of students drank more than four drinks, alcoholic drinks, on prom night. This is a huge deal. And a lot of young people go to prom. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to prom necessarily. But tonight, I think we really want to help you process through that because this can be just because you go to prom doesn't mean that it's not going to be complicated. It's not going to be expensive. It's not going to be necessarily fun. I mean, there are some prom experiences that you would rather forget. And so hopefully tonight as we're talking on this show, and I'm just, I'm guaranteeing you, we want to hear your voice on the show as well. Make sure you email us at hope at hopenet360.com or jump on the tweet back because this is a big conversation and the conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show, HopeNet Radio. We're talking about prom tonight. Yeah, I know it's early. I know you may have not gotten your date and your dress and your outfit and everything else all planned yet, but you know what? The conversation tonight, guys, is important. It's important to have. And as we're talking about prom and we're talking about what things go into prom and some of the hazards, you know, it's important to bring up some of the elephants in the room. As a lot of uncomfortable conversations go, we have some conversations that are uncomfortable to have because, you know, we don't always want to talk about it. We already have our minds made up. And when somebody starts to address the thoughts that we have on a certain topic, it can kind of be uncomfortable. And Dave, you brought up a really good elephant in the room during the break that, you know, this can be, I don't know how else to say it, but it can be the most revealing kind of place where you realize whether or not you are beautiful or where you kind of, you kind of figure out if you're attractive or not attractive. Like there's this awkward thing about teenagers and, and when we're going through all these changes that am I, do people like me? Do they think I'm beautiful? Do I have value? And it's, it's really weird. It's, I think because we live in such a hyper-sexualized culture that it, it really forces us to put ourselves out there in ways that are really not healthy. And yet we still, we see these realities all the time. Young people that are depressed, that are discouraged because they have a negative self-body image. Even people that look fit, they look attractive and they think, man, I'm just, I'm fat or I'm unappealing or no one's going to want to go to the dance with me. Even guys too. Guys struggle with this insecurity just as much as girls do. Yeah. You know, I I think one of the great dangers through the years of just talking to young people, one of the great dangers that I I see is the fact that uh, proms are something for the very popular um, th- those that, that get into the court and those that get to be the kings and the queens, 
uh, normally are the very popular, outgoing, very good looking, if you want to call it, people that everyone wants to be like. They've even gotten to the point where they're, they ask people in public in a very unique way so that everybody gets to see that you ask this girl in public or, or whatever it might be. And, and, and what we don't tend to look at is the sidelines and the people on the sidelines, the, the normal, ordinary girl, the normal, ordinary guy that is standing there thinking, well, first of all, the guy might think, I'm never going to do that in public. I don't have the courage. And, and someone might say no. And the girl thinking, oh, man, I'll never be asked that way. And, and then it, those that don't even get asked to the dance, for whatever reason it, it might be, that night, I mean, they could be home, you know, feeling sorry for themselves, thinking, yeah, this reinforces everything I think about myself. Whether it be a guy and some girl said no and she went with somebody else or, 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 or a girl and you didn't even get asked or you went with somebody because they asked but you really didn't want to go with them but you don't want to be home alone. So it, it's one of those things where, you know, this can be a total mess by the end of the, uh, the prom season. It, it could be just a total car wreck. Uh, it, it, those that go are struggling with alcohol and sex and, and, and that kind of thing. And those that don't go are struggling with self-image. And I mean, this can be a car wreck. And, and we need to make sure that we're opening dialogues with young people, how they feel about life and who they are with, with uh, their moms or their dads or, or their, their Christian mentors or, or something. This dialogue has to be had. And, and really, if, if people are listening and they're thinking about themselves this way, they need to really sit with somebody older and talk to them about it. Um, and I, I, I think that there's plenty of people there. Youth pastors can help you. Moms and dads can help you. But you need to have the dialogue about it because it's, it can be very destructive. Yeah. Guys, can I ask, as far as Jason, Mike, I mean, what was your guys' experience around prom? I'll go first. For me, uh, it's funny. I got invited to prom, both my uh, homecoming and prom, my junior year, uh, two different schools. I decided not to go. Uh, my choice, I had a conversation with my parents, which was probably one of the most important things to do for teenagers is have an open dialogue with your parents. Uh, my parents said, okay. And that was, you know, coming from a conservative family, that was a huge thing for my parents to say. My parents also said that they don't support prom, uh, but they support me and my decision making. And I was old enough to make a decision for myself. I remember looking in my mom's eyes and, tell, you know, looking at how her eyes looked and realizing that if I did go, I would probably cause more hurt and emotional damage between my relationship and her, and was it really worth it? So I chose actually not to go to prom uh, both my junior and senior year, despite having invitations mm. to go. Oh. Uh, in fact, it was funny my senior year, I was bragging, and this makes the story even so much more interesting. I was bragging uh, halfway through the cross-country season with my teammates at a football game, I was like, yeah, I had dates to both homecoming and prom, two different schools. That's not too bad for a homeschooler. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was funny because one of the teammates, he turned around, and he was a freshman. He's like, dude, you're homeschooled? And, like, all of my rest of my teammates just started ragging on him. I'm like, yeah, he's homeschooled. You didn't know that? He's like, no, I just thought he had, like, senior release or something. He doesn't act any much different than us. And, mm -hmm. and so it was a pretty cool thing. I wasn't that typical homeschooler that, uh, you know, I was quiet and stuff. Uh, I fit in. I was looking for self-image and I could have easily went to prom. I could have went to homecoming dance. And I chose just because of my relationship with my parents. And so that was a big thing for me. So that was my, mm. my interest in prom. So yeah. oh. I remember just thinking as a junior and senior in high school, all the drama that would ensue among my friends during homecoming. I was among some friends that actually rented out a limousine for homecoming. Um, and my friend, I remember getting a cane and suspenders. <laughs> like, that was his <laughs> prom, basically, yeah. for the theme. 
Um, and I just remember watching, kind of sitting back and watching all the relational, emotional drama just for homecoming. Um, and I thought to myself and my friend, my Christian friends were like, it's going to get even worse and more amped up and uh, more pressured or perform relationally, maybe even physically. So I opted out. And I think a few of my friends and I, we had ended up having our own dinner at one of my friend's house. We made our own Italian food and it was a lot of fun. We did that, I think, both years and much less drama, less stress. And it was more fun just to get to know a few close people than to worry about all the stuff that we end up hearing about the next couple of days in school. Yeah, when I was in high school, uh, I was a junior and I actually went to a different school's prom. I went with, at that time, I had a girlfriend. And so I went to that prom. And so I didn't really know anybody. And I would say that my experience, it was, it was more give or take because I wasn't much of the, the dance goer to anyways. Um, but I went just because... Almost, almost like we talked about, it was almost the thing to do at the time. It was an okay experience for me. Uh, at that point, I mean, that was probably 12 years ago for me. People dressed slightly differently than they do today, and, and people acted differently. And so we went and had dinner. And then for us, it was more or less what we did afterwards because we, did, we didn't really hang out at prom the entire night. Uh, we kind of went there and then went and did our own thing afterwards. Um, and, and we planned other things as opposed to going with everybody else. And so uh, we kind of thought ahead and, and, and tried to adjust knowing that we didn't want to get into the possibility of being tempted into doing a lot of stuff that comes along with prom. And so that was kind of my experience. And looking back on it, like it was just one of those things. It's like, you know, you could take it or leave it for me, at least. You know, I think it's sometimes a, a glorified event that that is something more than what we think it is. And I know a lot of people, you know, think of it as a pressure nowadays. You know, prom is this thing in high school where almost everybody looks forward to it as the thing that you got to go to. But it doesn't have to be like that. You know, like I would say, you know, would I have rather done something like Jordan and, and plan something else out and just hang out with a bunch of friends? Like, to me, that would probably be more fun because you don't have to spend as much and you could probably do a lot more with your money than go to, a, you know, a fancy dinner you know, and a dance and that sort of stuff. I mean, you can go a variety and do a variety of different things. So it really is just looking at, at why you want to go. Is it because you want to be along and go with the crowd or do you just want to have a good time? You know, if you want to have a good time and do it in a safe way, there's a lot of options, you know, that you could do and then think about. Guys, I, I hate to be honest about this, but I, I really don't remember a whole lot of my prom. <laughs> like, I, I know I went to my junior prom and I went with who the woman that's now my wife, Maria. It's just one of those things where, man, you know, I went, I, I got a suit. I know, I remember what my, I remember what Maria was wearing, I think, uh, just a simple, elegant dress. I mean, nothing overly uh, exotic or any of that stuff. And, but I just, I don't remember a whole lot from the dance part of it, not because I did something that was dumb, but I just, it was forgettable for me. Yeah. You know, so I enjoyed the parts before prom, you know, the dance part of it. I enjoyed, you know, just dropping off and making sure that I got home safely and was home by curfew. And my parents had set a curfew for me and it, I didn't get to go to his school dance. I mean, you guys talk about homecoming and all these things. That wasn't something that I was, I was able to go to. I had a, a parent that was, or a couple of parents that were pretty much about, Hey, let's, uh, let's not get into that stuff. And it was hard. It was frustrating because as a teenager, there was like this rebellious spirit that somehow it just kind of comes out of nowhere when your parents tell you no. And, uh, so you try to find ways to sneak around it or, you know, get your friends to kind of associate against your parents. And, and those things never worked out well for me. Uh, but that's just the reality. I just, I really don't remember a whole lot from even my senior snowball stuff. Like that was what I did. And anyway, so that's kind of my story. Proms can be 
in some ways forgettable. And that's not to say it's everybody's story, but love to hear your prom story. Get on the tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB on Twitter. If you need to chat with a live coach tonight, if you're not even dealing with this whole prompt thing, or maybe you have been feeling like, you know, you have some negative, you have some self-hate going on, and you just need to address that with somebody right now, chat with the live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, Jason, Mike, and Jordan, your hosts on the show. It's the conversation that saves lives. And tonight, guys, we're talking about prom. This can be uncomfortable, and especially with a bunch of guys who are thinking, well, we're all the girls in this conversation. I mean, this is a it's a bigger conversation. Join us. If you're a girl, join us on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB. We are on Twitter. You can also email us if you want to be a little bit more anonymous on the show. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com. We respond to all your messages, and we'll retweet you guys. We'll respond to you guys on Twitter, and we'd love to hear your thoughts about prom. Sometimes these conversation guys can be not only uncomfortable, but... You know, how do we approach this conversation? There are a lot of parents that are looking at this and saying, well, man, I want to talk to my son or my daughter about prom and I really don't know how to bring it up. And there are some teens that are thinking, man, I don't want my parents to talk about this because I'm all ready to go to prom. Or maybe they're, they're just thinking, well, maybe they're like, well, what was my parents' experience at prom? Some parents don't even really tell them what they do because let's face it, there are things that happen at prom that we have regrets about that can happen and they are realities. And so that can be uncomfortable to talk about. So, guys, we're talking about on the show, I think it's so important that we kind of we look at some of the realities. Dave, I got to ask you, what are some of the things when you're talking to parents and you're talking to young people? What's the big deal about prom? Why do why does it seem like Christians get so bent out of shape about school dances these days? Well, I think, first of all, things are, are much different than they used to be many years ago. And, and you got to realize we're talking about uh, what I would call a modern dance, not necessarily all dances that you know, we're talking about modern dance in the sense where it seems to have gone to the way of um, where a young lady dresses in a very provocative way and she goes out and she moves to music and kind of screams and she wouldn't scream this really but she kind of screams look at me move and aren't I beautiful and that kind of thing and I just don't know that that can be healthy in any way shape or form and that's what I'm concerned about um, when you look at uh, it, it's kind of like is there any way that, that we can put a young person in the middle of, of a group of people who are moving to music in a way that is very provocative and gets them to look at them and, and hope that later that they feel good about this and they're thinking about thoughts that they should be thinking. And when you add to that the fuel of pornography in our society, uh, the last statistic I read, and I don't know how accurate it is, said the average high school male uh, and college male watches between 30 and 50 uh, porn clips a week. And, and, and if you're thinking about that, if there's a young man that's looking at pornography clips and looking at that many pornography clips, and I have two daughters, and, and they're grown, and they're, they're you know, over 30 years old, so they're not young anymore. But if, if, if you came to my house and you wanted to date one of my daughters, and you just filled yourself up on 30 to 50 porn clips this week, you know what, I don't think you're thinking what's best for her at this point. And, and I think what you're really thinking is that you want to use her and, and somehow um, have some pleasure yourself at her expense. And so those are the things that, that I get very concerned with. And some say, well, you can, 
you can go to the prom and be healthy. And I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's, I'm not sure if it's possible. And I'm, I'm just speaking candidly. I just don't know if it's possible. Uh, it, it, and the analogy I've given is, it's kind of like uh, up here at camp, we don't have sewer systems, we have septic systems. And if, if I had to go down and clean one out, and it's kind of like, well, I hope I can get down there and clean it out and not get dirty at the same point. And, you know, that, that doesn't make any sense. You're going to. Um, and, and there are protections you can have while you're down there, I guess. And, and maybe that's what we have to talk about. But my, my first inclination as a dad, as a guy who's a grandpa age, as, uh, I'm not a grandfather, but in that age bracket, I'm looking at it thinking, I just don't see a whole lot of positive coming out of a situation where people scream, look at me, move their bodies, and, and, and are all fueled up on pornography. I don't see a lot of health coming out of it. So I would like to warn uh, parents and young people, uh, you know, this is a real danger, and, and we need to talk about it with our pastors and our parents and, and talk about a plan to kind of battle it. My, my plan right now is I, I wouldn't want to go and I wouldn't want anyone else to go, but I, I understand there are people going, so, but that's my candid heart. And, and I'm not yelling at anybody, and if you interpret it that way, you're not hearing my heart and you don't know me. Uh, I'm very concerned for uh, those that don't get asked, for those that do. I'm very concerned for those that are in this situation because it's very hard in our culture to remain pure. And uh, Satan loves doing whatever he can to destroy future relationships. And he'll do that at the prom this year if he can. Jason, what do you think? Are there, are there reasons that parents should have or could have that are legitimate about why they wouldn't want their son or their daughter to go to prom this year? Absolutely. You know, as, as we look at prom, you know, whether or not you're going or not, you just need to be aware. And I think this is why we're having this discussion of the potential risks involved. You know, temptation is a real thing, you know, regardless of what you do in life. You know, but you look at a prom situation, and, and temptation is real. You know, you get young people, and, and I've worked with young people before, and, you know, they say things like, well, I'll never do this, or I'll never do that. You know, I'll never have sex before marriage. I'll never, you know, have a drink. Um, and that's great. You know, your intentions are great, and, and you know, and a lot of people can, can follow up on those intentions. But I've known young people, you know, specifically, there's, t- there's two young people that I've worked with that, that had that stance. Um, and it wasn't necessarily on a prom situation night, um, but they said, I would never have sex before marriage. And, you know, different circumstances, you know, led them in a situation where their, their own desire to follow that wasn't strong enough to overcome the, the, the temptation to have sex, you know. And so one of them, you know, had sex and, and that sort of thing. And the other one did as well, but the other one then um, got the girl pregnant um, and that sort of thing. And so there, there's real risks involved. And I even remember when I was in high school, you know, it's almost as if everybody knew that drinking was a thing at prom, you know, and it was almost like you just assumed everybody was going to drink so much so that even our high school would bring us all to the football field and they would do this live demonstration of a car crash, you know, you know, implying the effects of drinking and driving, you know, so it's a very real thing. And just to say, well, I'm never going to do that. If sin were that easy to ignore, then we wouldn't be sinning. But the real thing about temptation is that, is that regardless of whether it is, whether it's in a prom context or not a prom context, the reason temptation is, is hard to resist is because it's appetizing. Satan packages it in such a way where you want it. If temptation weren't something that you didn't want, it, you know, Satan wouldn't be doing his job, if that makes any sense. And so as we talk about prom, it's really just looking at the potential risks. You know, even if you're going or not going, you know, that question aside, it's, it's just going at it with, with your mind in the right position to guard your heart. And that's the important thing. Yeah, and right along with that, the whole temptation thing, and this is something that some of us struggle to touch with a 10-foot pole, but this whole modesty thing, 
you know, today in our Western culture, man, and and not even just our own culture, but other cultures too, there's there are differing views on what's modest. We have kind of an extreme version of it. I mean, when you look at people that are over in Middle East countries and they, you know, they require their women to be fully clothed and, and fully covered. I mean, today, I mean, we could just have just our normal outfits would be inappropriate to some people. But going to a dance like this, there are varying views of really what beauty is, what it means to be attractive, what it means to have value, uh, and what it even means to be modest these days. And and sometimes that word is a dirty word among young people or even among parents. We think, well, what's the point? I mean, this is a dance. It's a one-time thing. You know, they're going to get dressed up, dolled up. I mean, they're going to look good. They're going to look sharp. Guys are going to look handsome for once. I mean, they're finally going to have their pants pulled up and <laughs> they're going to get in a nice collared shirt and they're going to button that that top collar or that top button on their, their shirt and they're going to look impressive, right? I mean, this is just, it's a one-time thing. Is it really a big deal? I mean, why do we, why do we get so bent out of shape? And I think it's important to talk about, Dave, you've got, you've got grown women now. I'm sure you had that conversation of modesty with your girls when they were growing up. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think you can fit modesty into a rule. I don't, I don't think you can do that. I think schools have been frustrated by that, trying to say you, you have to have a dress this long to your fingertips or whatever. And, and, you know, and then they figure out ways to make their fingertips grow or shorten or whatever. And, you know, it, the, the, the bottom line really is simple, and this is what I tell young ladies all the time. It, I don't need to tell you what it is to be modest. You know what it is. And, and so quit making me be the one that judges that because you know. And, and, and secondly, I tell them, you know, if you dress in a way in any part of your body, I don't care if it's a one-piece swimsuit or whatever you're wearing, if you're dressing in a way that says, look at me, look at my body, then you're immodest. Um, it's not about looking at your body that, that you should be doing. Dress in a way that you look appropriately nice. I mean, there are so many young ladies that look so nice when they dress up. I mean, they look very nice, but they're not screaming, look at me. There's, you know, and, and those are the ones who are trying to help young men look at your eyes. We want them to treat you as a young lady, as a person that is valued and important and respected. And so please help them by dressing in a way that is really nice, pretty, acceptable, but doesn't scream, look at a body part. That, that's just kind of the general for me. When I come back on the show, I'll have some prom facts for you. And these might get a little bit under the skin a little bit, but you know what? There's something that there are things that I've learned over the years looking back on my own prom. And we're going to talk more about this when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Been a great conversation so far. The tweetback is lighting up right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Share your thoughts. We're talking about prom tonight. And before you tune out, before you think, oh, we're anti-prom. No, we're not anti-prom. We want to help you guys have the right conversation about it. And, you know, again, kind of getting over this whole peer pressure thing. Sometimes as teenagers, even as parents of teenagers, we think, man, this is just how it goes. This is the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And that everything that happens in high school should just be allowable and acceptable. And so we're kind of talking to the prom crowd tonight. If you're going to prom, if you're thinking about going to prom and looking for a date or getting wrapped up in those things, man, we want to help you have the right conversation before that. So connect with us. You can also email us at hope at hopenet360.com. We got Dave, Jason, Mike, and Jordan in studio tonight, along with 
yours truly, Jeff, here. And I have a couple of facts that I just wanted to kind of get through. We'll post this on our show notes at HopeNet360.com. But some things that I've learned over the years from prom uh, are things like the trends. Trends are just overrated, whether it's hairstyles, whether it's uh, the dress or the suit that you get, uh, the shoes, whatever. I mean, you talk about the suspenders and the cane kind of a thing. I don't know if that's even in today, to be honest, but 15 years down the road, you're going to laugh at those things, at those pictures. Oh, yeah. So I used to wear I used to wear paisley bell bottoms. Nice. Yeah. See, exactly. Yeah. I, I never wore 60s. those. Yeah. Yeah. Paisley bell bottoms in a in a, a deep blue shirt. At that, first, I thought you were going to tell me you used to wear Zubas. And no, <laughs> no, we didn't have Zubas back then. <laughs> nice. Paisley bell bottoms, man. Elvis was in, and bell bottoms were king. <laughs> there you go. Yep. And that's right. The other the other thing, another thing, spending a thousand dollars or even close to that on prom is like your worst financial decision in 2015. It is your worst financial decision of the year. Hashtag Where did my money go? I mean, let's be real. Like, why would you want to spend $1,000 on a night that's not even your wedding night? I mean, you can go on a seven-day Caribbean cruise for that kind of money. Oh, my. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Easily. I, and, man, and, forget and, prom. Forget prom. Let's spring break this. Let's get out of here. And, <laughs> and eat escargot while you're doing it. That's too. right. You can man. try frog legs, escargot. I'm telling you. I tell that you. That thousand can go for a whole lot better <laughs> stuff than prom. That's another topic. <laughs> and look at the... I mean, that's just the reality. The other part of it... And this is this is for you young ladies. Now, please don't take this wrong, but I'm just going to say it. I got to say this. If you think a dress, a hairstyle, new nails, and makeup makes you beautiful, you really have no idea what beauty is. And unfortunately, I don't have a woman here to, to verify that, but... I'm just telling you, my wife, when she was a teenager, I wasn't attractive to I wasn't attracted to my wife now because she wore all those things. I was attracted to her personality. And there are other things that we're gonna talk about here on the show, but you know, beauty is much more than skin deep. So I just wanna encourage you with that. The other part, a date for prom does not make it the best prom. It really doesn't. You can end up miserable uh, because you went out with the wrong person. Maybe they did something that ruined your night, got you in trouble or whatever. So don't just think for a second that having a date to prom is going to make it your best prom. Uh, the other thing, even the prom queen struggles with feeling beautiful. I know a, a lady in our area uh, who had a sister who died by suicide who was the prom queen. And the night before prom, she took her life. So we can't even think for a second that just because we're on prom court that it's going to it's, – somehow it's going to affect our own beauty standards or, or change how we view ourselves being on the prom court, if you're on the prom court, prom court honors do not really matter after you graduate. I'm telling you, I don't even remember who was on our prom court. I wasn't on it. It didn't really affect me, no to be honest. No one cares afterwards. No, no. one asks. No, one. no. You can't even put that in your resume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a resume builder, really. Uh, the other part, don't mistake prom night for your wedding night. That stood out to me more than anything else because we talk about the hazards, the things that come up that you may not have been prepared for. And I, I get concerned when teens are talking about, yeah, I'm going to stay out till 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And I'm thinking, man, you're tired at those times. You might ignore that you're tired, but you don't really make really great decisions when you're tired. Take that for what it's worth. Don't confuse those things. Early curfew, I always hated that word curfew, but having early curfew is better for your health. You know, and so I think that just kind of speaks for itself. Failure to plan, this is kind of a universal thing for me, but failure to plan is planning to fail. That if you don't have a plan for prom, I'm not saying plans can't go right, but plan something out. Do something. And it may not even be including going to the dance itself. Maybe it's just like Dave said, just go to dinner, 
Take them out for a nice dinner and go have fun with your friends. Uh, be safe. Be smart. Make some decisions that are going to benefit you in the long run, not just the short term. And lastly, getting your friends and you home safe is your number one goal. So keep that in mind because there are a lot of things that happen between you know, the time where you pick up your date or the time you meet up with your friends to the time that you get home. And uh, it could be from an after party. It could just be after the dance. But there are a lot of things in there that can go wrong. So just remember, you have responsibility. So be responsible with those things. Uh, and then a bonus for you, don't be afraid to be different. Some people are going to think, well, this is just what you do for prom. You don't have to do those things. Lindsay even chimed in on my Facebook page and said, you don't have to spend, girls, you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on a prom dress. You can spend it on your wedding. You can spend it on something else. You guys talk about cars and, and vehicles and gas and any of those things. Like Spend some of that money on things that actually do matter, that go beyond a night. So there's my rant. That's my rave. They're on the show notes at hopenet360.com tonight. So, guys, any thoughts on those? You know, when you were talking about uh, young women that are trying to just be really beautiful for that night, I, I couldn't help but think that, you know, beauty is really um, in the eye of the beholder. I mean, it really is. Uh, it, I, I find it interesting that everybody thinks somebody else is really beautiful, and you might look at somebody dating a guy, if you're a girl or guy, whatever, and, and, and think, well, you know, I don't find them overly attractive. And this person is going, man, they're very attractive. And, and I think, you know, God's done that. And, and the reason I think that's important to hear is because I think people need to be comfortable with how they look. Because I think that when you were born, God, God knows why he gave you your looks and all that stuff. And there's, if you're a girl, there's some guy out there that someday's going to look at you and go, wow. You know, and if you're uh, uh, the other way around, uh, uh, just take care of yourself physically, you know, exercise and do it. And before you know it, there's people that are going to look at you and say, man, you are the most beautiful person in the world. And, and sometimes when you go and try and get all dressed up and fancied up, I'm not sure you help it. I mean, I'm just not sure because... I, I, I've been to some, uh, I don't know if I can say this and I get in trouble, but I've been to some weddings and I, I look at the bride coming down the aisle and I go, who is that? Totally different for the one day of their life. Mm. And I'm thinking, boy, that, that girl was really beautiful just the way she was. You know I mean? She looks fine now, beautiful now, that's fine, but a whole different girl. And I, I'm not sure. Everybody has little different ideas of what beauty is. And I, and I wouldn't be putting too much on one event where you go up and get all gussied up for one little thing. And and think that, you know, now you look beautiful. The truth is, some of you girls that go out and spend a lot of money on that stuff, the, the guy you're going with might think you're more attractive in a, in a hoodie and jeans. Because the true beauty is, is really not just how you look that night. It really goes far deeper than that. I know Jordan liked this too, but number nine, failure to plan is planning to fail. Um, if you're not setting boundaries in your life, you're in trouble. Jordan and me had a great conversation a few months ago about Samson and his life. And uh, just thinking about Samson, how many times he was tempted over the course of his life. Uh, how many times he played with fire. Like, he wasn't supposed to touch anything that was only clean. He wasn't supposed to go anywhere near alcohol. He wasn't, any, he wasn't supposed to cut his hair. But yet, despite all that, he's always at parties. He's always falling for girls. He's always picking or playing with something that's only clean. Mm. Let's be honest. He was fighting Ellis, uh, the Philistines, and he picks up. A jawbone of a donkey. That's one of the most unclean things that you can find. He's playing in lion carcasses. He's always surrounding himself around the temptation. Well, no wonder he falls at the end of the story. So yeah. for us as men, uh, or even women, that's one of the best stories in the Bible where he played with fire and then eventually bit him in the end. Hmm. And so just set boundaries. Do it with your parents if you can. If not, do it with a youth worker. Go find your youth pastor or find someone who's willing to sit down and have a conversation with you. Conversations about how much money I'm going to spend. 
or how much of my parents' money I'm going to spend, because some of them, you yeah. know, they're spending your parents' money. They're not <laughs> even spending it out of their pocket. Uh, have conversations about consequences, okay? Uh, drinking, uh, sex, all those things. Have conversations. Where am I going to have my boundaries set? Uh, you know, the alcohol thing's a big issue. I uh, just heard a story of a teenage girl uh, who was at a party. It had nothing to do with prom, but she was at a party, and there was a picture taken, uploaded to social media. There's alcohol in the background. Well, she got kicked off her uh, high school team. Here's a 16-year-old girl. She gets kicked off of her sports team because she was associated with the party. Hmm. Uh, these things could go even into your life as you're an adult, some of the consequences. So evaluate, hey, if it gets too far at this party, I'm going to remove myself from that situation. Set up friends. Parents, if you're listening... I would encourage you to have those conversations, the boundaries, the expenses, or even just, you know, if you're worried about, you know, my girl's going to be out late, are they going to get a hotel room? Have an after party at your house. Like, set it up where you're the parent supervising. Now, that's a big one. That's a bigger responsibility to have a bunch of teenagers come over to your house. Yeah. But then you can control whether there's alcohol in your house. You can control, you know, if right. there's making out, whatever. You mm-hmm. have an opportunity there. So if you are going to let your... Your, your daughter, your son go to the prom and stuff. There's other ways that you can be creative to help set boundaries with your kids so that you can protect your kids' lives. Uh, and so that's kind of something that I was, you know, thinking, you know, especially with parents and teenagers, set up boundaries of some sort. Keep it right here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Having a conversation about prom, you can get in on it on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Leave us some thoughts. You can follow us. We're HopeNet Radio on Twitter or HopeNet360, whichever you choose. You can also email us your thoughts, too. There's so many things that we can talk about that it's going to be difficult to wrap up into this conversation. So just know that this is a show that's going to hopefully help you have a conversation that's meaningful, that's insightful, and hopefully gets you to think a little bit differently than maybe what you thought in the past about prom. So email us at hope at hopenet360.com. That's our email and uh, guys, you know, going back to some of the things that we had talked about in the last segment, some of my rants a little bit there, setting boundaries is an important thing. And a lot of times in our life, even as teenagers, we think of boundaries, we think of saying no. No is a dirty word. Another really dirty word, at least in Christian circles, is this A word, abstinence. Talking about not even, not just a, a sexual realm, but drinking alcohol, abstaining from certain things that you know are going to lead to trouble further down the road. And it could be a lot of different things. We're not talking about legalism here, but sometimes you can tie in this whole abstinence with legalism. And people don't like that word because it's uncomfortable, because it's, it's in a way, it's restrictive and nobody likes restrictions. We live in this, this pluralistic society where it's like we don't want trouble, and yet we also don't want to set boundaries. We don't want to set certain limitations for ourselves, for our own sanity, for our own sake. And uh, so I'm, I'm wondering about you guys, as you guys talk with young people, every, every one of you guys works with young people and I want to know kind of what do you talk about when you talk about boundaries? You talk about, I don't know if you ever wor- you've used the word abstinence, but it's one of those words that I think is powerful and um, it communicates something beyond what the word means. I always, you know, in high school, boundaries, that was a word that basically meant killjoy or party pooper. Yeah. It's like no fun. God wants you to have no fun, never find a woman attractive, mm. never take her on a date, and don't even look at her because if you do, you're going to stumble um, and basically kill your uh, sex drive. 
And, you know, when I was thinking about it, you know, I had a friend who was like, you know, if you were babysitting, you wouldn't let a kid play Spaceman in the oven, even though it looked just like it. <laughs> um, or you wouldn't let a kid play jacuzzi in the clothes mach- washing machine, even though that would really be kind of cool if you think about it. <laughs> I've even had friends who have tumble dried in the, tum- uh, the oh, no. dryer at like a laundromat. Not a wise decision. No. But you wouldn't let a kid do that, not as a killjoy, because you knew it wasn't safe for them. Um, and likewise, I feel like with God, when he tells us not to do stuff like have sex before marriage or drink when, uh, at parties... It is, not, it is actually to give us more joy. He says that it is uh, his joy in Luke 12 that he gives us the kingdom, that he wants us to have fun. And to have fun is, okay, hey, the benefits of not having sex before marriage. I have freedom to not worry about getting a woman pregnant, contracting STDs, having the emotional drama that falls that happens inevitably afterwards if she likes me for me rather than just the act we did. God's boundaries he gives us are life-giving and freeing to let us have fun healthily without going too far and getting hurt. For me, too, the the thought process for a young man, you know, um, was, you know, rules or boundaries or limits was the, you know, the killjoy or whatever. But for me, it was just like, man, that's no fun. I'm a guy. I want to be able to, uh, I'm fascinated with things that are just off limits, hmm. things that people yeah. say, no, don't do. Mm-hmm. It's our sin nature. Let's be honest. Yeah. As a kid, you wanted to reach out and have the cookie before dinner, even though mom told you not to have the cookie. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it goes on even into our lives as young men and young women and, and as adults, that sin nature, we want to touch the things. And I think one of the biggest things for me that was so eye-opening is I always saw God's laws, God's rules like that. But then there was a point in my life in my 20s where I saw that he put them there for my protection, my protection that I wouldn't hurt myself and that I wouldn't hurt the people around me. Mm. And that changed my whole perspective. Looking forward to hopefully, you know, have fatherhood and be able to be a dad and have kids. I can think of the same thing. If you don't have a fence around your yard and you put up a boundary saying the kid is not to play in the street. It's not because the basketball doesn't bounce better in the street. Uh, it's <laughs> the fact that you don't want a truck to come by and hit your your son or your daughter. And so you set that boundary up for the protection. Well, if the kid breaks the rule and goes in the street and gets hit, mm-hmm. um, it's not anything that the dad did wrong. You know, He did set up the rules, the boundaries, tried to protect the kids. And I think for me, knowing that God loves me so much that he was willing to give me rules and laws or the Ten Commandments, means so much more than it's a list of do's or don'ts. Mm, and that's so true. As we talk about boundaries and stuff, it's so important, you know, regard even outside the context of just prom, I think boundaries in life is is important. And going off what you guys were talking about, I think a lot of us have this misconception that, you know, when we look at Scripture and we see God's standard for us, a lot of times we think that God is limiting us. But, you know, just like even Jordan said, I think it's the opposite of that. I think God wants to experience, you know, fullness of joy and, 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 and wants us to experience pleasure. You know, even if you look at Scripture in Psalm 16, 11, it says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of mm-hmm. joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. God wants us to experience pleasure, but just in the right context. Because once you take it outside that context, you know, there, then sin is involved, you know, because, because of the curse, you know, way back to Adam and Eve, things that God intended to be good are, are, are marred and impacted. You know, so it's not that that sex is a bad thing, but mm-hmm. taken out of the right context, it becomes a bad thing. Yeah. You know, God created sex as, as, a, as a gift for a married couple to be enjoyed and to experience pleasure, you know. But when we take it out of that context, it becomes bad and it then carries baggage for when you do get married. 
And so when, when we talk about boundaries, especially for young people, I, you know, I just, it's so important, you know, and I just encourage young people, you know, and I usually refer to Second Timothy 2.22 when I, when I start talking about boundaries. It says, so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call from calling the Lord from a pure heart. And the key phrase that, that, I, that I focus them on is to pursue righteousness. In everything that we do, we want to become more like Christ. Hmm. You know, whether it is in relationships, whether it's the way that we talk, whether it's the way that we treat people, everything that we, want, that we do, we're supposed to be pointing people to who Jesus is. We're supposed to be pursuing righteousness. You know, and so as we look at prom in this case, you know, if we choose to go to prom, how can I pursue righteousness in the given situations that we're going to encounter, whether it's the, the people that we're going with, the different activities that will take place on prom night, you know, the dance, the afterwards, you know, how can I pursue righteousness? And then you look at Ephesians 5, 3, but among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality. You know, the cool thing that, that, I, that I like about Paul, you know, whenever he talks about sexual morality, he doesn't say fight it. He says, run away from it because he knows how dangerous it is. You know, you look all over the New Testament, every time he dresses it, he says, run, flee, get away from it. And I think we need to learn from that when we set boundaries. A lot of times when we set boundaries, it's like, all right, how far can I go without crossing a line? And I think that's the wrong mindset. I think when we need to set boundaries, it's all right, how can I put myself in a situation where I, where I can honor God the most and make sure that I don't slip and fall? And those are the hard questions that we have to ask ourselves, regardless of whether or not we're going to prom. I think it's just an everyday life decision that we need to start talking about as a culture. Yeah, you know, the one word that comes to me is guardrails. And guardrails are not put at the edge of the highway to restrict you, but to protect you. And they're not on the edge. They're off the edge a little bit, and they're in the most dangerous places. And I would encourage you to think about that analogy uh, in every area of your life. I think something that God has really put on my heart the past few weeks this term YOLO that we throw around a lot, you know, <laughs> you only live once. Yeah. And this pressure that even 20-somethings and adults have that I've got to make the most of this life because I only get to live once. And in prom, I feel that pressure that kids might have, that young people might have of, well, I got to go to this because if I don't, I'm missing out. And I got to push that line. I got to test the limits or else I'm missing out. And really, you think about whatever joys, whatever euphoria we think we can reach here on earth, for those who follow Christ, we've got promised eternity in heaven with Christ that whatever uh, in intimacy physically or spiritually or relationally we might have with people here, whatever joys we might have with food or dancing or uh, alcohol, we're going to have that in a much safer and more extreme way in heaven that we don't need to fret and worry to get everything we can here on earth and risk losing our lives or uh, over pleasure. Mm -hmm. Tonight, as you're listening to the show, if you're going through something, you can chat with the live coach right now at hopenet360.com. They're there to encourage you, to challenge your thinking, and to really help you grow and to look forward to what real hope that you have in your life. So chat with one right now. Also, as we're kind of wrapping this conversation up tonight, guys, if you're a parent out there, one of the hardest things to do when you're parenting teenagers is to give them the opportunity to make decisions, to set those boundaries. And I just want to encourage you, give your teens some opportunities to say no once in a while and know that they are capable of making good decisions once in a while. They may not always make the right decisions, but help them. Give them freedom to do that. Teens, when you're listening to the show, I want to encourage you, hear what your parents are really trying to say when they say no. They're not always sure that you can make the right decision. 
but understand where they are coming from. Ask questions about their experience. Talk about prom. Talk about, you know, what their experience was in that. Honor their decision, even when you would disagree with it. So we'll pick up this conversation. We'll wrap things up here on HopeNet Radio when we come back. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Guys, in the whole scope of doing this conversation about prom, I forgot to mention that you can go and download the podcast on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and of course our website, HopeNet360.com. All of our past shows are on our website as well as those various services. Go and check it out. Subscribe. Share it with your friends because, again, like this conversation, we have many others that may not be as controversial, but they are those million-dollar conversations that you wish you had with someone. So go and subscribe. Be a part of our online community. If you want to connect with us during the show here, we're going to hang out on Twitter for the next hour or so. You can use the hashtag HNRTB. Leave us your thoughts. Send us an email at hope at hopenet360.com. But Guys, we're wrapping up this conversation. It's hard to wrap up this and and get it all into one thing. But as we're wrapping up the show tonight, I just want to hear some of your final thoughts as we're talking about prom. Uh, If you're going to go, which, you know, we're open. If you're going to go, we're not fully against it. We've voiced our concerns for it. But if you're going to go, just encourage you to really think through your decisions ahead of time. Have a game plan. Again, seek righteousness in all that you do. There's a way to honor God with it, I still believe. God created dancing and friends, and it's fun. It can be if you do it appropriately. So just be wise about it. Yeah, but I would even go back to the point that we made earlier in the show that, you know, failure to plan is planning to fail. Um, and I think that's that's true in, in a lot of areas of life, not even just prom. But if you're considering going to prom, I would say just be mindful of, of the, uh, the warnings that we talked about on the show and just the potential hazards. And really just, you know, even dialogue with your, with your friends that are going, you know, your Christian friends. And, and maybe think of ways that as a group of young people, you can even stand up for, for, for God in the situation, you know, whatever that may look like. If you go online and just search, you know, going to prom as a Christian, you know, there's a lot of different examples of what young um, men and women have done as they've gone to prom to kind of step out and stand up for, for, for their faith. Um, and so if, if you're debating on whether or not to go and, and you're leaning towards going, you know, I, I, would, I would encourage you to consider that um, and, and really to set boundaries before you go that way, you know, and more than just saying, I will never, because just saying I will never doesn't mean that you won't, you know, really communicate those boundaries, even with your friends, you know, don't just tell yourself that boundary. Um, because if you just tell yourself that boundary, you're going to talk yourself out of it very quickly. So just go out there and, and pursue um, righteousness and, and really look for ways to honor God in the situation. I think for me, too, just thinking, you know, hearing boundaries and all this stuff. You know, I've set boundaries many times over my life, and I'll be real. You know, prom is one aspect of your life. You're going to have many aspects of your life where you're going to be, you know, going to gym, you're going to be in the workplace, you're going to be at school, you're going to see a lot of stuff that's not good for you to see. Uh, You're going to be on your computer when you're by yourself late at night. Um, There are plenty of temptations out there. And I think I can speak for the rest of the guys that are in the studio right now that we care and we love about you. And many of us, you know, I came to a point when I realized that no man out there, when they're married, no man is, you know, not vulnerable to end up cheating on his wife. It, it doesn't matter who you are. Anybody can fall into that. And for me, you know, in the past that I've gone down in my life, I made some stupid decisions. And so I'm speaking for out of stupid decisions and going down paths where I set boundaries and I went past them. Mm. And so I think I can speak for the rest of the guys in, you know, in the studio and say, 
that we love and care. And this is serious. Conversations of boundaries, whether it's alcohol, sex, those things. Some of us have been down those roads. We know where it leads. We know that it has a heartache. Uh, if you've been down those, and I can, this is kind of something that I'll encourage. Maybe you've gone to prom. Maybe you're listening. You're like, dude, I wish I would have heard this before I went to prom. Maybe last year was uh, just miserable for you. You know, I think of Samson, how many times God gave him, you know, chances and stuff. God forgives, God restores, and you move on. And then find somebody to to disciple, to coach through that are going through the same things. Maybe your conversation with an individual and say, hey, I want to be real with you. I went down that path. It doesn't end well. Might save somebody from making that same mistake that you made. So, uh, use those in your life. You know, I obviously, if you've been listening to the program, I encourage you to go back and, and podcast to this program and get your friends to and, and just have a good, honest dialogue with your friends and with your parents about what you're going to do or what you're not going to do. Uh, I would encourage people to continue to think about um, being creative and do something else and, and really spend time in an environment that would be very healthy for you. And, uh, and I just can't figure out how the problem is that healthy. So I just encourage you to think of another option. And, and not to feel like you're getting beat up if you don't go, because there are many that aren't going to go, and there are many that do go. And if you if you choose to, I guess, you know, be listening to some of the stuff that uh, these guys are sharing with you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for being a part of the conversation. Really, you know, whether or not you go to prom, that's not really the issue for us here on the show. And if you do go to prom, prom in and of itself, it's not bad. I think when prom first started coming out, the purpose of it coming together was for a good thing. I mean, it's a social engagement. It's a time where you dress up and you look beautiful. There's nothing wrong with those things. Where it becomes wrong is when we take something like this, like we normally do, we'll take something good and we'll twist it and we'll make it about something that it's not. And I think it's important. Every parent needs to be involved in their teen's life. We always encourage that. And be involved in a way that helps your teenager make the right choices. Not only making decisions for them, but helping them make the right decisions is part of growing up and and moving into adulthood. A lot of fun can be had at prom if and only if good boundaries and expectations are set. A lot of trust can be built or busted in one night. Is that really worth the risk? Be smart, plan ahead, weigh the pros and the cons, talk about them with God, with your mentors, with your parents, with your peers. You do not want prom to become your ultimate trust bust. And that's our title of our show tonight. And we hope that you've enjoyed the conversation. Be a part of it on Twitter and connect with us there. Also check out the show notes. We've got a lot of other things that we didn't get to on the show that we think that are super important to get and to grasp on it, along with some scriptures. Proverbs 5 is one of those that I would encourage you young people just to read through Proverbs 5 and see what Solomon writes in there and what his wisdom was through the years that he has looked at it. And uh, of course, you can always connect with us anytime on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB or email us at hope at hopenet360.com. So for all of us here on the show tonight, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you guys online and next week. Bye. Bye. Later.